He is risen. Risen indeed. One more time. The response is, the Lord is risen indeed. He is risen. The Lord is risen indeed. Our epistle. If you then were raised with Christ, seek those things which are above, where Christ is sitting at the right hand of God. Set your mind on things above and not on things on the earth, for you died, and your life is hidden with Christ in God. When Christ, who is our life, appears, then you also will appear with him in glory. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost. Amen. The concept of remembrance is central in the Bible because we are forgetful people. We were created in God's image and given dominion over the creation, but we forgot the goodness and generosity of our maker. We believed the serpent's lie, forfeited our throne, and became the servants of the creation rather than its rulers. Whenever God intervened in history to restore his people to their former dignity, he commanded his people to remember. Remember this day when I led you out of Egypt. Remember these 40 years when I led you through the wilderness. Do this in remembrance of me. To remember in the Bible is not just to think about something in the past. To remember means to experience it again so as to uh, feel, to know its saving power right now. The ancient rabbis taught that when each generation of Israel celebrated the Passover, it was as if that particular generation set its feet on the bottom of the Red Sea. <clears throat> During Holy Week, we remember and experience again the Passover deliverance of Israel as it has been fulfilled by Jesus in the new Exodus, which sets us free from sin and death through the waters of baptism. On Easter, we remember our baptism. Baptism is the historical moment when each of us participated in the cross and resurrection of Jesus. As St. Paul explains in his epistle to the Colossians a few verses before today's epistle, you were, quote, buried with Christ in baptism, in which you were also raised with him through faith. In Lent, we remembered the part of baptism that is our death to sin. We remembered this through the practice of renewed repentance for a season of time, a season of self-examination leading to a good confession. <clears throat> Easter calls us to remember the other part of our baptism, rising again to new life through renewed faith. As we remember our baptismal union with Christ in his death and resurrection, we remember that baptism gives us a vocation. It calls us to a way of life. 
the epistle exhorts us, if you then were raised with Christ, seek those things which are above. Easter is not just a day. It is a 40-day season, and it is a way of life. We adopted certain practices for Lent. Easter calls for its own unique disciplines and practices. So what will we do for Easter? How will we seek those things which are above? One answer is simple. We will do all the things that we weren't doing for the whole season of Lent. However, there is a danger of turning the Lent Easter baptismal experience into a kind of purge binge disorder. We fasted to detach ourselves from things in order to make more room in our lives for Christ. We feast now to embrace the life for which we made more room. What does that life look like? The first discipline of Easter, which is the first discipline of the Christian life always, is to establish prayer as the foundation for our lives. We receive this new life through prayer in baptism at the altar and in our daily lives. And apart from the life of prayer, we cannot live in Christ. In Easter, the focus of prayer shifts from penitence and preparation to thanksgiving and praise for the life we have received. The central Christian act of prayer is called Eucharist. Eucharist is a Greek word which means thanksgiving. We gather around the altar to give thanks for all that Christ has done for us. Easter is a Eucharistic season, a season to leave behind the murmuring and grumbling of the wilderness and to give thanks for our entry into the promised land of God's new creation. Now someone might object. My life is difficult and painful. How can I give thanks? Consider this. Apart from the experience of baptism into Christ, the pain and the challenges of life remain. But apart from our baptism into Christ, we are just alone in that pain and in those challenges. We give thanks that Christ is present with us in our pain. That is the point of the incarnation and the cross. We give thanks that our pain in Christ is united to his pain through the cross and that we are given the sure and certain hope of resurrection, which means that he will work in our pain now, and ultimately our pain will result in the resurrection of the body and the life of the world to come. We give thanks because, as 2 Corinthians says, quote, our light affliction, which is but for a moment, is working for us a far more exceeding and eternal weight of glory. 
during Easter, practice giving thanks to God each day. When you are tempted to grumble and complain, give thanks instead. Give thanks for the good things God has given you. Give thanks for the presence of Christ in your pain and in your tribulations. During Easter, cultivate a Eucharistic heart. During the season of Easter, practice reconciliation. Our sins have been washed away in baptism. Now let us forgive those who have sinned against us. Forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. In a world full of the lust for revenge, the lust to pay back what somebody has done to me, let us in Christ be agents of grace. Reconciliation is not possible in all of our relationships. There are problematic things in our lives. However, in Easter, let that not be because we are unwilling. During Easter, let us seek those things which are above by cultivating the virtue of detachment from the world. The witness of the church is particularly handicapped in our time by the captivity of its members to temporal causes and goals that overshadow their faith. Christ becomes a means to getting something in this world. Cultivating detachment means that we are not going to be enslaved to any goals of the world in time and to the anxiety and false promises of the world that present themselves to us each day. Detachment is not a lack of concern for the world. Rather, detachment remembers that this world cannot be perfected apart from the cross and resurrection of our Lord. Our goal in Christ is not to make this world a better place or end poverty or injustice or hunger or to create a perfect economic system. Our aim as followers of Christ is to love God with all our heart and soul and mind, to love our neighbor as ourselves, to grow into the people God has made us to be in baptism as we look for the resurrection of the dead and the life of the world to come. Our aim is to be faithful witnesses for Christ and his kingdom. And lest what I'm saying be misunderstood, I offer the example of perhaps the preeminent saint of the last couple generations, Mother Teresa, Mother Teresa did not aim to end poverty in Calcutta, even though her work no doubt helped the problem. Her aim was to love and serve the poor. She did it for Christ. Detachment focuses on the acts of love themselves, not the goals that may or may not be achieved through the acts of love. Detachment seeks first the kingdom of God in all things and trusts God to add the things to us or not 
as he pleases. During Easter, let us remember that the life that is planted in us in baptism will come to its fulfillment on the day of resurrection, when the trumpet sounds and the dead in Christ rise. It will not come to fulfillment in anything this world offers to us. We renounced the world, the flesh, and the devil. Therefore, during Easter tide, let us cultivate lives that aim at the coming of Christ, that aim at his kingdom. During Easter, let us practice giving thanks. Let us practice reconciliation. Let us cultivate the virtue of detachment from this world and its goals and anxieties. For you died, and your life is hidden with Christ in God. When Christ, who is our life, appears, then you also will appear with him in glory. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost. Amen.